Welcome to the Ballhead Chronicles, a podcast dedicated to becoming friends with fear and kicking it with anxiety. I'm your host, the Follicle Whisperer. Here, we enjoy the process of watching ripples become waves as we make major changes in our lives with just small steps every day. If you're ready to make that change, jump in with us. Wave check. May 16th, or is it the 17th? What's today? Oh, child. It's May 17th. Okay. Wave check. May 17th, 2020. We are one month post me cutting my hair. You know, when I became a barber. Y'all remember that? When I became a barber. So, we're one month post, and I do have ripples. I got ripples, and they are, you know, ripulating. But I do still have some problems going on in my crown area. That's the area where I had the big bald spot. But since I've started to isolate my crown, it's doing a lot better. Um, with that being said, let's start the show. Welcome back to another episode of The Ballhead Chronicles. I'm your host, The Follicle Whisperer. We are in season two. And I have to say, I am very proud of me because I never had the dedication and commitment to keep doing something that I like to do. That's not true. That's not true. To continue to create content on a weekly or monthly basis is something new to me because I didn't used to find the time to create content. But now that I've had a lot of time to create content, I have been trying to figure out how to share the content in a way that is conducive for me in my learning and teaching style. So I had to um, figure out what kind of student I was, and I had to figure out what kind of teacher I needed in order for me to grow and become the greatest version of myself. Um, <clears throat> in the wave check, I talked about crown work. I had not been isolating the crown section of my hair. Now, the crown section is just what it sounds like. It's the middle section of your hair and it usually comes in, well, it doesn't come in, but it's your swirl where your crown is. Well, let's say when a baby is born, they have that little swirl in their hair. It's the crown section of their hair. You want to make sure that that crown section is good and um, swirly if you're trying to get waves. When you are working on waves, it has been said that your crown is your foundation. When I first started getting waves, my first go around with the 360s, 
my wave coach told me, he was like, okay, now you got to isolate your crown. I'm like, okay, but I have a bald spot up here. So I can't really brush my hair as much as I want to in that section because of the alopecia. I don't want to brush out the follicles out of my scalp. So I had to figure out a way to isolate my crown with a soft brush so that I didn't uh, brush out the follicles. And then I had to figure out a way to make it all connect. Girl, that got to be too much. And when I started going through some stuff and my hair started falling out more, I just was bored. And I was like, I don't have time for this. I'm about to just, I'm about to start over. I'm about to take it back to the sink and I'm just going to start from scratch. I'm going to, I'm going to build a new foundation. Like just throw the whole house away. Just throw the whole house away. I didn't have to do that, but I wanted to switch up the pattern. Like I wanted to switch up the pattern altogether. So I decided to be a barber. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm about to be a barber and I'm about to learn how to cut my hair. Cause I ain't got nothing but time. <sighs> well, I did it. I did cut my hair and it was fine. It grew back pretty fast, but the crown section of my hair, it was still a problem area. So I'm like, okay, maybe if I switch up the pattern, try to switch up the pattern. The pattern was like, no girl, work on that crown, isolate that crown, work on that crown. And then everything else will come together. Okay. So I listened Here we are a month later. I've been working on my crown, isolating my crown. The crown is looking a lot better. The bald spot is looking a lot better. And I have to say, I've earned this crown. Like, I'm earning this crown. It's still not where I want it to be. And I am in the ripple stage. I do have some ripples. And the area where the bald spot was living is not... um, Like I said, it's not where I want it to be, but it's all about foundational work. If I am doing the foundational work to make sure that my crown section of my hair is good, everything else will fall into place. And that brings up today's topic. Crown work. What are you doing to earn your crown? We all want to be kings, queens, and rulers of everything and to be our greatest self, what are you doing to earn that? What steps are you taking in what directions? And what can you say that you left behind? Or what can you say that you have done to earn your crown? I'm going to take a break here because I need to get some water. But we'll be back after that. Okay, thank you for joining us, um, returning back from that break. So before we left, we were talking about what are you doing to earn your crown? So I talked about in the wave check how I was not isolating my crown. And that translates into like areas of life. What areas are you not isolating? I had to look at myself and what I was doing and figure out what areas can I tighten up in? I knew that one of the areas that I could tighten up in was my schedule. My sleep schedule has been trash these past few weeks. I want to say maybe like two weeks. My sleep schedule has been trash. And it's been fluctuating on and off since we came with the coronavirus and everything. So some days I'm 
really good at getting to bed on time, like by 10. Other days, I am not. So this past week, I was good. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday hit. Mm-mm. Thursday, mm-mm. Friday, mm-mm. no. Friday, I did not get up until like 7 o'clock. Now, I'm an early bird. I usually get up about 5 o'clock, 4.30, 5 o'clock. But since corona, I've been getting up 5, 5.30, 6, 6 o'clock. That's not my schedule. My body has been confused. I have been confusing my body. And when I was talking to my little brother, he was like, "Figure figure out a schedule. And I'm like, first of all, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And it made me think back to the crown of my head. So the crown area is your foundation. When you're setting a routine, you are laying the bricks for your foundation. So make sure you have a bedtime. What time is a good time for you to usually start winding down? How much sleep do you need as a person to function? Personally, I need between six and eight. Eight is the sweet spot. If I could get nine Baby, I'm charged all day, but I'm not, I've not been getting that much sleep here lately. I want to say maybe six, seven hours is my max, and I've been doing really good with six and seven hours because that's what's been working for me as my body changes, my lifestyle changes. I don't need as much sleep, but if I do get eight hours of sleep, nine hours of sleep, 10 hours of sleep, you're going to get the best Genevieve. So I have to figure out a way to get though that max hours of sleep. Um, but my minimum hours of sleep that I need to function as a nice human person is between six and seven hours of sleep a night. If I don't get six to seven hours of sleep a night, we're going to have a problem. The next thing that you want to think about when you are setting your foundation is what does it look like to you? What what do you need? Again, what do you need to ground yourself and stay grounded? Personally, I like to color. I like to see colors and I like to actually sit on the ground. Um, when I'm doing my meditations, I'll sit on the ground. Sometimes I'll lay down on my yoga mat when, um, when I'm just I need to fill my body onto the ground so that I know that where I am at that specific space in in time. Um, another thing that I do to ground myself is yoga. I've been very consistent and dedicated about my yoga practice. It's become a morning ritual to me, and I take it spiritually, physically, mentally, it helps me. That's what yoga does. It is a unity between your mind, body, and spirit. And not everybody looks at it like that. Some people just look at it as if it's a, you know, a physical workout. Some people look at it for the spiritual aspects. Some people look at it for the mental, but I use it for everything. I noticed that I connect better to God um, when I'm on my yoga mat. Like, I hear my source clearer when I'm doing yoga. And so I take that time and devote that time. After I come off of the yoga mat, I journal and I um, write down my intentions for the day if I haven't already set my intentions for the day. Um, make sure you eat. 
make sure you eat. I was on Instagram earlier and I was looking at my friend of the community, Hey Jess Gray, and she wrote down her meal plans um, and what she planned on eating. Now, an area that I still struggle in is making sure that I eat because I'm often so busy, quote unquote, that I'll forget to eat for the whole day. So I appoint people to ask me, what did you eat today? That should be nobody's job. I should know what I ate today. So for her to share that, it helped me to formulate, oh, you know what? I didn't even think that I need to incorporate eating all the time. And if I have to take the guesswork out of eating, then that will make it a lot easier for me to actually just eat. Now, this isn't a new concept. This isn't something that I didn't know before, but it was a gym that I had dropped and forgotten to pick back up. So now that I picked that gym back up, I want to say thank you, Jess, for sharing that. Um, Another thing, me and another friend of the community Cassandra, we talk about this all the time. We say naps. If you did not get your seven to eight to six to 10, however many hours, take a nap. 27 minutes, a focused nap. Sometimes all you need is a power nap, maybe 10 minutes. But if you focus on those 10 minutes and intentionally say to yourself, hey, for the next 10 minutes, I'm going to rest my mind and rest my body. And I'm going to use this 10 minutes as a charging period where I am going to recharge my mind and recharge my body so that it can work effectively for the rest of the time that I need it. It will act as if you just plugged yourself into a charger. I don't know if it'll work like that for you, but it definitely works that way for me. Sometimes I'll sit and I'll say, you know what? I need 15 minutes of focused breathing with my eyes closed. To some, it may look like a nap. I mean, but really it is. It's like a meditative nap. Just don't go to sleep unless you need to. And if you need to go to sleep, make sure you set an alarm because one time I was meditating, I thought that I was like, you know what? I can meditate for about five minutes and it'll be cool. I didn't set an alarm. That meditation got good. Sis did not wake up till 20 minutes later. Yep. Mm -hmm. Got to be careful and you got to pay attention. So I said all of that and I want to transition into telling you guys a story If you have been following me on my Instagram page, uh, that page got shut down. So I've been doing a lot of work on the Follicle Whisperer page. So you can follow me on the Follicle Whisperer or you can follow me on the Ballhead Business page on Instagram. On the Ballhead Business page, I highlight the art of minding your Ballhead business. And you can actually see the steps that I've taken to push past anxiety Um, push past fear and kick it with anxiety. So me expressing myself artistically is nothing that I 
ever did before because I am an artist and I am highly critical of myself. I consider myself a recovering perfectionist because I will start over and over and over before I actually put whatever my body of work is out there, not realizing that most times I got the the shot or the um, message across the first time, I didn't have to keep changing it. Um, so I need support in that I am a recovering perfectionist. And sometimes I do fall back into old ways while I'm trying to fall forward instead of backwards. Um, so I told y'all all of that to say, I want to tell y'all a story about how I got this crown that I have been wearing, if you've seen me in any pictures wearing um, a tiara. I was teaching fourth grade last year in room 201, and I had a student who would always bring what I call props to class. And I would always say to her, ma'am, I need you to put that away or else it's going to be mine until the end of the day. And she would say, okay, this particular day, she could not stop with the tiara. She could not stop. That tiara then went around the class like four or five times, and it was only 10 o'clock in the morning. Okay? School started at 8. It was 10 o'clock. That tiara had went around the classroom about four or five times. I said, listen, sweetie, this is your second chance. Put the tiara away, or it's going to be mine until the end of the day. She said, okay. My girl waited about five minutes. I mean minutes. Like, sis, I just asked you to put it away. So while I'm teaching a lesson, I politely walked up to her, took the crown off of her head, placed it on mine, and continued to teach my lesson. She goes, Miss Turner, give it back. And I was like, before I could say anything, I'm fixing my face. I said I was like, so y'all could see me. But y'all, once I clear out some space on my phone, I'm going to record these so that y'all can see me. But I'm standing there, and one of my fellow students was like, now she already gave you two other tries before she told you that she was going to take it. Why don't you just let her take it? I'm sure she'll give it back to you at the end of the day. You know if we get through this lesson, then we are going to get free time. I'm trying to get free time. Please chill. Y'all, that was a proud teacher moment for me. Now, I'd started in the middle of the school year with these kids. I didn't know them, and I had only been with them for about a month. But once I went into the classroom, we built the foundation. We came up with classroom rules that we wrote together, and we hung them up. And any time that something went awry, we would refer to our classroom rules. That give us three tries before we get in trouble was one of our classroom rules. And for one of my students to interject and remind her fellow classmate, listen, that's one of our rules. It made me feel amazing. So at the end of the day, when I tried to give my student back her crown, she said, you can keep it, Miss Turner. You earned it. So I ask you, what is a moment that you can think of where you earned your figurative or literal crown. I shared a moment where I literally earned a crown. 
I was crowned the queen of fourth grade. And now I crown myself the queen of whatever on any particular day that I decide to wear my crown. This past school year, I was the queen of first grade and I was coming to teach my students how to read. They love the queen of first grade. And when school got shut down, I left my crown at school. Listen, I had to go back and get my crown because y'all, now I am the queen of waves and I am the queen of um, counseling and advocacy. Um, what are you the queen of or what are you the king of? And, or what are you aspiring to be the king or queen of? You can be the queen of anything. You just got to know what, why, and how. As we wrap up the show, I just want to leave you with something that I learned about myself in the crown work that I've been doing. So what I have learned about myself is I often forget that it is okay to isolate an area of focus for certain amounts of time at a time. I give that advice to other people. Okay, well, you know, um, work on it for about an hour or however long you can focus and then come back to it. I gave that advice to somebody last week and then that next day I was asking for advice and that same advice was given to me. And I was like, girl, one, you need to listen to yourself Two, know that it is okay to take your own advice. Sometimes you need to take your own advice. Listen to yourself. We have intuition for a reason and we often don't we don't use it because we forgotten how to listen to ourselves or we've gotten to a place where we don't necessarily trust ourselves forgive yourself for whatever it is that you are holding yourself back from and let's move on seriously it's okay to isolate times to deal with things personally i know i have to set an hour an hour's worth of time to brush my hair these days. Like I just, I'm at a point where I'm sick of brushing it. I don't want to do it, but I know that it needs to be done. And I know that I'm working on my crown area. So I am spending 15 minutes brushing in one direction of my crown, specifically 15 minutes. The other sections will get maybe five, 10 minutes, but that 15, 20 minutes strong, I'm going straight at that crown area. But I have to switch out the brushes and stuff. So sometimes it's like, okay, I'm going to do this for 10 minutes, put my do-rag on, and then I'm come back. And then I'm going to do it for 20 minutes, put my do-rag on, and then come back. Other days, I'm like, yeah, I got this. I'm about to listen to this podcast. I know this podcast usually go long. So this podcast, let's say an hour, I got a good hour's worth of brushing time, like maximize my time. So if I know that I'm brushing my hair, then I'm going to plan out that time. Set your foundation, see what it looks like. And remember, we are all bald headed under our hair. So keep minding your bald head business. <laughs>